if you see me like swatting around, it's because there's a gnat in here somewhere. Oh. We've had a gnat not karate at my house. Uh, yeah, no, not per- practicing karate. But if if I can like karate chop the gnat midair, the amazing sign me up i'll i'll star in the next karate kid movie um <laughs> the karate 33 year old <laughs> right yeah exactly um yeah no we've had we've had a gnat problem so it, it unfortunately also for me it smells like vinegar in our house because i've made a little ah. gnat trap uh a little v- vinegar dish soap and sugar and they they mm-hmm. like that stuff. So I hate the smell of vinegar. I don't nobody like it loves it at all. It's bad. It's so bad. I don't know why it exists. Just just make just change vinegar. That's what they should do. I don't think any scientist has that on their radar. I like the smell of vinegar because it makes me think of dying Easter eggs. That's what you sure, drop yeah. the little dye tablet in. I don't know why that I'm not a chemist. I'm just an enjoyer of eggs and colors. <laughs> favorite color, Speaking pink, of, uh, favorite egg, egg. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of enjoying colors, I have the Mountain Dew Voodoo mystery flavor for 2023. Ooh. Um. We, we, I, I have to pull up the website here because we had it. We had the um, the flavor last year when they did this here. Mountain Dew Voodoo. We did Can some sort of mystery the... flavor earlier this year. What was that uh, one? A Fanta? No, but there, I, there, there is as something with Fanta that I do <clears throat> want to talk about a little bit. Oh, my God. Fanta here. news. <laughs> kind of um let's see here okay so I, I need to look up the one from last year what was 2022 so 2022 last year mountain dew's flavor um was let's see according to the dew wikipedia to be sour candy flavor i remember Just- that kind of like a a generic sour candy um but yeah so i i have the flavor from this year 2023 uh it is out now you guys can go get it in stores i've actually had a few of these already because i bought a 12 pack thinking that that's what i would have on the show and then Mm -hmm. i was like oh but i want to like have melissa see what color it is and stuff like that so i bought (laughs) this one specifically so you could see that it is white it's, you could it's have like a bought a can color. and poured it into a clear glass i could have i didn't think about that but <laughs> <laughs> thank you for letting me money. see the mountain <laughs> i can see it in its natural habitat in the right. wild absolutely um i like so- the wrapper design it's very pink yeah, it's it's like um pink and blue, like a magenta and cyan kind of the stuff. Dew the dew the logo is red, but the mitten is it's pink. I've never seen it be pink dew. before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has some lime g- g- green in there too. It's 
some purple. Um, I I always really like the artwork for the voodoo mm-hmm. um, ones here, but yeah. So I've I've had a couple of these now. I'm trying to decide what I think the flavor is, and I'll I'll do the same same thing that I did last year. That I'm having one right now, and then I'll have another one when they reveal what the flavor is. Um, but I'm trying to decide what I think this flavor is. Thrilling. And I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed in the flavor. I it think tastes it's like almost, that. I, I'm, I, well, let's put it this way. I like the flavor. It tastes good. It tastes like sour candy again. It, it doesn't taste like a clue. Yeah, no. Um, it's just it, like it's kind of disappointing that they didn't go in a different direction it's like oh if it's not sour candy maybe this Mm. is is fruity candy right it's just like what's the you know taffy right yeah (laughs) how different does a soda taste from another soda you're drinking all of these. Is one of them truly wildly distinctly in oh, yeah. like the general fruit family? Of course, if you hold up a Sprite and you hold up a Coke, those taste very different. But if it if it do multi fruit sodas, like an orange is different than a grape. But if you've got Obviously, like a fruit yeah. punch and then you've got like a berry lemonade, can you? I like can tell how the deep between those. Um sometimes like tropical punch and fruit punch air on the side of they're too similar what are, right but I, what like are those that, differences right see this is what i'm talking about like there's a couple recognizable flavor categories but when they're getting so specific in this mystery flavor realm where it has to be a flavor that they don't already have out there like a a berry lemonade or a kiwi well, strawberry or whatever. How does one doesn't... to the next like taste super different? If it's 10 things smushed together, how do you know next year when you're like, this is a different well, 10 things? There's probably an overlap this... of like six or seven things in there. This doesn't have to be like a new flavor. So like it's just, it it's just a mystery a... flavor. It could be like cherry. Right. Here's a cherry flavored <laughs> soda. Right. It's it's regular. Um, Surprise. You guys right, have yeah, really been just, disrespecting regular. <laughs> you, you want all these fancy flavors? Like, don't forget where you came from. Don't look farther than your own backyard. This Original is Kansas flavored Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this is Mountain Dew that tastes like a soda fountain. From a fast food restaurant, <laughs> distinct from Mountain Dew in a can. <laughs> oh my God! This but, is but your no, future like, as I, like a. You're gonna be the Paul Giamatti of Mountain Dews, Paul Giamatti and Sideways. Right, yeah, so like, and I'm the Thomas Hayden Church, where I'm like, "Yep, it's good. Look at it. Smash your nose in there. Really get your nose in there and <laughs> smell it. Right. Oxidize it. Make sure all the flavors and the notes can." come out but yeah i like all the varietals of mountain dew (laughs) (laughs) no but like i like 
I'm I'm kind of disappointed in whatever this flavor is because I especially now having had so many craft sodas here on the show of like here's some yes. random soda that I bought from Pops I've I've had stuff like a caramel apple mm. soda yes that that was like this is amazing mm. and I, I think one year they did uh, like a candy corn flavored Mountain Dew or something like that but like i i would want them to do yeah like a a pumpkin flavored like a, a blood orange uh just like do d- d- different things that they they wouldn't necessarily normally do like uh-huh. i don't think i would enjoy the 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 candy corn right the one. point of the mystery flavor is like to enjoy gimmick. it right yes it's to to puzzle over it you to taste yeah. it and figure out what is that? That doesn't come in soda form. What's in my mouth? Exactly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 252 of the Whatnots Captain's Log, where every week we thirst for the taste of legend. My name is Kyle Springer. I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are True. you? I'm doing okay. Just had like a bad sinus thing last week might still mm-hmm. cough a lot but i'm all right uh just laid around watched a lot of movies a lot of gnarly adult man movies that's fun right is is that, is that for like me. your your equivalent of like you get to stay home from school and watch scooby-doo on cartoon network all all day like we used to when we were a, a kid it's like i get to like just stay at home and watch a bunch of adult man movies whatever that means (laughs) this is literally what happened i very very rarely take time off from work but i felt like so so cruddy last thursday i did take the day off work i took a long nap i ordered me some like real ramen ass ramen with like the egg in there and the Mm, bamboo shoots and everything and the and the little pork rounds incredible perfect time i'd been saving it there's lots of times where i'm like i know that ramen place around here is good but i'm not in a ramen mood it has to be like the dead of winter or i'm sick or something for me to crave a soup because i'm not a soup lady and that was the time i had a ramen and i watched seven. Oh yeah okay there you I'd go i've never seen <laughs> except i'd never seen it uh, blank check my favorite film podcast is doing a series on david fincher i know seven is like his major calling card movie i'm like maybe i should see this or at least start it i don't know if i'll finish it because sure. it sounds just so dark and, and and grim and gross so i'm sitting there with this miserable head cold with my big ramen it's the middle of the day it's sunny i'm like let me casually throw on seven now if I sit down and seriously try to watch it, that's too much. Let me just, it happens to be on. I'll throw it on so casually will I attempt to watch seven. And then it'll sort of, there's like a barrier between me and the nastiness of seven. I watched the whole thing. I didn't know if I would. I felt like I get some sort go. of merit batch when you like watch a whole movie that's nastier than you thought you could complete. Watched <laughs> seven. I'm gonna get a little badge and sew it on my sash. Watch have the you seen nasty seven? Film. <laughs> uh, 
I I actually don't I I have not seen Seven. I like David Fincher. Um, I I think he he often does just a phenomenal job of mm-hmm. building a tense atmosphere, like where, where you think yeah. just something is looming over. Yeah, that, yeah. He just it does phenomenal at, at that. Uh, but no, I I have not seen Seven. So it's well, it's watchable. If I do it, Good. if I can do it, you can do it. Anyone may let the entirety of seven play out in front of their eyes. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, What else have you been watching? What what else have you been up to in in, in your like fever pitch (laughs) watching here? Uh, Earlier last week, I was surfing through Netflix. It was a a kind of a gloomy night. So I'm like, this is time for something spooky. I want a horror movie. I'm going through Netflix. Vivarium is on there now. Yep. There you go. Like I, this is happening immediately. So I made my roommate watch Vivarium with me. What did and she she's, think? She's not in a horror movie. So I thought this is a pretty good one because it's weird. It's big time weird, but it isn't like violent. Like there's not blood or anything. It's not scary. Uh, she was so freaked out. <laughs> it's a, it's a wild movie, and like it, it really, it like it's it's just baffling in plot and premise, and that's what the I way love. it's filmed. That's what and I love. And oh. That's what's scary about it. Is it just <laughs> the whole thing is just what am I watching? What is going on? That's- that's my favorite kind. I'm she's like cow, like behind a blanket and I'm sitting there like pounding my fists on my knees like, yes, yes, <laughs> you're you're the 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 sicko. Exactly. Just, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so many of our film experiences. Every time I, I put something on that I want to show her or she just walks in while I'm watching something. That's exactly what we are. I didn't realize I've entered into the sicko mode part of my life with all the films that I watch. Yeah. Oh man. If, if so, I've mentioned this movie on the show before, but it was so long ago. Melissa, Mm -hmm. if, if you like the movies that are, it's just kind of what the fuck am I even watching? Go watch forgotten on netflix it's a korean movie from 2017 Um, okay i i i checked it out originally a few years ago because there's an actor in that that i liked in another korean show uh and i was like oh this looks kind of like a crime show with like a dark Mm. maybe horror twist uh that movie goes places that i I was places are my favorite place to go I like at one point I feel like it's it's a comedy at one point I feel like it's a crime movie at one point I feel like it's a horror movie at one point Good. I feel, and it just That's it goes back and forth between all these things and I'm just like what is happening what is going on um so I I think you would l- like that one so put that okay. on your radar I thank you for you have mentioned this before. Thank you for reminding me of the title Forgotten. Uh, Hopefully I do not forget it. Forgotten is not necessarily the most memorable title. Yeah, I don't even think it's like. 
I don't even think it's that good of a movie. But, it, <laughs> but it's, it's just, the ride. Like, Right. Yeah. It's it's the it's the it's the yeah, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the moments you are genuinely scared because like they do a good job. And then the next scene after that complete tonal shift, the scene is like they they just didn't know what to do with this scene. Huh. And it's just it's awkward. And it's like this is kind of a bad movie, but I like it. It's interesting. (laughs) My favorite type of movie is ride. My favorite type of ride is movie. Favorite type of egg is egg. <laughs> Grade A large. I also watched Martin Scorsese's Gangs of New York in preparation okay. for Killers of the Flower Moon. I want to watch every Scorsese DiCaprio team mm-hmm. up. Uh, another movie opens on like a big, like nasty street brawl. I'm sitting there pounding my fists. I'm having a grand old time. It looks beautiful. They're playing like fife and drum music. John C. Riley is there, and then Brendan Gleeson is also there. Okay. <laughs> I'm very excited uh, to see my adult man character actors who I love. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Melissa, you and I also went to go see a movie this weekend. Um, Separately, yes, we did. Yes. Uh we went to go see A Haunting in Venice. This is one that yeah, I, I, I think you and I are the only people that I know who were excited for this movie. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's friends and family. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> right. I, I was so excited for this movie. Uh, I, 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 I remember when we saw the trailer drop. And I, I just thought, oh, like, this looks interesting. There's some actors in there that I, that I like. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, oh, it's a Hercule Poirot movie. Oh, my God. That's our guy. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I was excited to go say that. I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> Not my favorite of the bunch. It, like, Which is I, your favorite of the bunch? My favorite is the original Murder on the Orient okay. Express. I loved that one. I thought it was fantastic. This is my second favorite one, and mm-hmm. I don't like death on the Nile. Um, something about that first one and the the trailer that it had. That trailer mm-hmm. was so good with just like the still neon think- <laughs> text on, on. I still think about that trailer. I, I- also still think about that often i'm like how does this movie the imagine dragon song and the neon lettering go together to form something that feels cohesive to me that i still think of six years later i don't even really like imagine dragons i just there's just something about that trailer was like this looks cool i'm gonna go see that Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and i did and i loved it but yeah, Death on the Nile, I just kind of thought was boring. I, I, I didn't get really much out of that. And then I, I thought because that one came out during the pandemic and it was on Max mm-hmm. and it just did, you know, I, I just kind of felt like, well, I, I guess that's kind of it for the Hercule Poirot movies because they didn't really set up a th- third one, really. Um, 
and I don't think that one did all that great. So I don't know. So yeah, I was so surprised when it's like, here's a third one and it has a horror twist. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I like that. That speaks to me. But I need everyone. I need more. And I need ever everyone to have a bit of a genre bent to it. One's very romantic. One's a war story. (laughs) One's sci-fi speculative fiction. One's an outright like farcical comedy. I need a Poirot of every stripe. I had a good time. I I did think this was effective at the horror turn. There's fun surprises in it. Uh, I I always have a good time with these. It's sort of a a puzzling franchise and that I've only seen each of them once. I've never had a great sense to rewatch any of the previous ones, but if they were on, I'd a hundred percent like sit down and like finish the thing. Like if I was the sort of person who traveled more, these would be like an airplane movie for me probably. And you're right that they're like good. We are far more excited for each one than the quality of each movie is, but (laughs) we don't care. We're so happy to have them. Put it, put it on us. It'll be a fine time. It's like a a seven, but that seven is so deeply valuable, more it's than like greater movies. Seven. Yeah, yes, yeah. And, and, and a very and precious like they're, they're seven. All kind of a seven, even though I don't like yeah. Death on the Nile that much. I thought I th- I thought it was slow and, and all that stuff. It's like mm. well, at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's like a seven, but also mm-hmm. I I really like murder on the orient express and it's seven right (laughs) (laughs) but like that's the thing is i i like mysteries i like detective fiction Mm -hmm. and we don't really get many movies like this we have these three we have the 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 two like knives out and glass Uh and the the benoit blanc and to be honest, they kind of strut gold with their yes. formula in a way that these ones haven't. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't need these these Hercule Poirot ones to be more like that. But there also mm. also are some things that, that like Benoit Blanc and Hercule Poirot are both just kind of weird dudes like. Weird, ridiculous dude <laughs> yeah. like in their like very I, particular, I want... very well dressed. <laughs> Right, but like I, I kind of want a little more comedy in the Hercule Poirot mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. and it has its moments. Yeah, but I don't need it to go. Like I, I just need it just a step up, right? I, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. need it to go full on. Like I'm in the, the bath with uh, on a z- Zoom call with all of these people. Like all of the I mystery w- people are celebrities and stuff. I want the next time in in Knives Out 3, whatever that one is. I want him to have another Zoom call. (laughs) Please, if I want to cross over between these two. Hercule Poirot is in the public domain, probably. You can put him anywhere. Could could his could the next Benoit Blanc movie be held at a cosplay convention where everyone is dressed up as like a famous detective? So we have Sherlock Holmes there. We have we have 
Perry Hello. Mason. We have yeah, real life man, Perry Mason. Not um, everybody's and, here. Bosh poker face. Right, All our we friends. have Scooby Murder in the gang. <laughs> Every detective. But how funny would that be? They're like, he has to solve a mystery in front of all of these people impersonating detectives. <laughs> That'd be good. I'd like to know if in Knives Out 3, what Benoit Blanc 3, I don't know what to call the thing. Uh, he's been on record saying like i didn't like that they tried to call it knives out or glass onion a knives out mystery right uh i would love if in that world benoit blanc has become a recognizable enough figure like if people are writing him letters saying solve my mystery there's got to be somebody out there dressed like him he's a tiktok trend College kids dressing up as Benoit Blanc. Uh, I love detectives, and I'm happy we've got detectives out there for us to go enjoy in the cinema. Yeah, Haunting in Venice, a good time. Really effective in the theater. I saw this. It's so funny to me that because of the slower time of year that this movie came out, it is on every mega screen ultra screen like theater in my area it's the big show this quiet little movie set in one house yep but i did go see it in like the alamo draft house's biggest theater and the sound system in there was so effective when you get these like ghostly little whispers at first i didn't know it was part of the movie i'm like is there a kid a couple rows behind me No, Mm. like I was in such a big space that the sound could really travel. Like if the sound was on either end of the theater, like you could really feel it. And that was really incredible. I thought I was very happy. I picked that specific showing to go to. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I I, enjoyed it a lot. I thought the horror uh, was done mm. very, very well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Again, kind of wished there was... a little bit more comedy just to the general formula of of the Hercule Poirot stuff. I loved the scene where his bodyguard like knocked the guy off into the well water. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Tina Fey is in this one. So I was expecting like some more comedy chops, but she plays a much more serious yeah. role in in this, which she is certainly capable mm-hmm. of. Um yeah, it it was a very like I I, I don't want to say somber. I, I feel like that's too harsh, but like it is serious in its demeanor. It mm-hmm. is thinking about thoughts of like, <clears throat> does the supernatural exist? Is there life after de- 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 death? Uh, yeah. Is religion worth something looking into? Right. Like it it starts to ask those kind of questions, uh, which is I I thought was was interesting and done smartly. My favorite part of this movie, it said in 1947, it's in post-war Venice. uh, And two of the characters we encounter are these siblings from Hungary who met some American GIs who were traveling through the area and the American GIs had like a bed sheet they would string up and like the first reel 
of the movie Meet Me in St. Louis. And these two siblings have watched that movie so many times. They're in love with it. They're like, this is where we got to go. We need to get out of here and go to St. Louis, (laughs) which between this and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, I'm very happy that there have been two movies this year where the correct answer to a character's problem is, you know what you got to do to get your life on track? Go to Missouri. (laughs) Yes. Join me. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff. I had Mm. a good time. For sure. For sure. Um, Before we do our housekeeping break, I want to bring the soda stuff back into full circle. Let me see if I have this here. Okay, there it is. Reddit.com. So after I bought this Mountain Dew mystery flavor thing, I happened to see that Fanta also has a mystery flavor out. Now, I saw this on the Internet. I haven't seen this in stores yet. I am going to try and look for one to see if I can find it. Uh but immediately I was like, OK, well, what stores should I go to? And I mm-hmm. looked up like, where can I buy all of this stuff? And I saw people posting about it. I saw YouTube videos. I saw even like an official blog post on the like Coca-Cola website that it is out now mm. in stores. And literally none of them said what stores. Like, can I get this at Target <laughs> or no? Is it exclusively at Walmart? I don't know. Like, put in the and, shoe leather. Go, go. This is your time for you to be a detective. Right, Until it really is. Knives Out Three is about Benoit Blanc trying to untangle a mystery flavor. You're gonna have to do it yourself. Absolutely, but like, that's the thing. The official Coca-Cola thing didn't say. Uh, I saw like a news post, like a CNN news thing didn't say like what stores Mm -hmm. you could get it at. Um, All of this stuff of just like, no, why is no one mentioning where you can get this? Is this like a taboo? Like for you have to go to the the black market to to, get you have to solve a mystery flavor. Right. Yeah. You have to turn the website upside down. (laughs) Look at it under a black light. In my, like, very quick internet sleuthing that failed miserably, I stumbled upon this Reddit post that I need to read out on on here. This is amazing. This uh, the the title for the post is warning for the black mystery flavor Fanta. The user is uh, outside dash decision 3849. It says trigger warning. Ah! Poo poo. Oh, no. (laughs) What? (laughs) Last night I tried it. Didn't like it, though. It tasted like great medicine or something. This isn't even close to the issue, though. The problem with this drink started a few hours after drinking half the b- bottle. I couldn't finish it. I really didn't like it. I noticed I was super gassy 
My stomach was hurting pretty bad, and overall, I just felt like crap. But I didn't even think it was related to the soda. Fast forward to this morning, and my stomach is hurting super bad. I go to the bathroom and take a dump, but still feel crappy. Get out and eat my breakfast and drink my coffee. And then I feel this, all caps, massive bowel movement and run back to the bathroom. It seemed to last forever and wouldn't stop. Ah! But then when it was finally over, I turned back to flush. Dot, dot, dot. Guys. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) When I tell you the inside of the toilet was black. I mean, all caps, black. I was staring into a dark abyss. Couldn't even see anything in the toilet all caps do not drink the black fanta and then it's just comment after comment of like might want to go see a doctor about that my guy dark black stool combined with stomach pain indicates internal bleeding uh like can also be symptoms of this but then a lot of people being like yeah i didn't really like the flavor or or, or like i thought it was fine but the original poster is like super active in there like commenting on everything i just thought it was really funny (laughs) that's all do you remember do you remember that part in house of leaves the novel house of leaves where johnny truant knocks over all of the tattoo ink all the black tattoo ink and he looks down at his hands covered in ink and they just disappear (laughs) into the floor beneath them like he doesn't even have hands banta black it's banta black (laughs) banta black it's tattoo flavored right yeah god so yeah i i am looking to see if i can find this phantom mystery flavor <laughs> uh, but I, I did see a like a youtube video of someone pour, pouring it out and yeah it is black like it, it's not like dark purple it like it's black uh, which is interesting uh so who knows maybe in the next uh week or two or two here i'll i'll, I'll have some phantom mystery flavor and then hopefully won't get sick fanta absorbs all light fanta negative space exactly exactly uh cool well with that i say we take a quick break for some housekeeping uh and then when we get back we'll dive into the second half of the show here we'll be right back Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows, and a lot of hard work goes into making them, so we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes, and at our $3 tier, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout-out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, Thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. 
You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. Thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. Thank you. It means a lot. It means a ton. Uh, over on Patreon for the Pilots Club this month, we got to talk about the first episode of Winning Time, Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Uh, we had a blast t- talking about that one a lot in that show that we were not expecting. Uh, now one that is much higher up on my radar than it previously had had been of like, that's a show that I want to go back to for sure. Um Unfortunately, I did hear this week that it is not being renewed for a season three, um, which uh, I, I don't know how or where the story ends up by the end of yeah, season it's two. <laughs> but difficult just... to evaluate uh, whether a season three is needed or not when you've seen only sure. season one, episode one. I don't <laughs> yeah, have exactly. feelings about this. But the way it was, like, you know, it was kind of those things. Not renewed for season three sounds kind of like, well, I guess it didn't really end on, like, and that's the end of the show, or could be if we don't get renewed, but it was Mm. just like, I don't know, will they beat Larry Bird and the Celtics for the championship the next year? Who knows? Find out in real history. (laughs) I've never been renewed for a season three either. And I'm just fine. You're on season 33. (laughs) (laughs) I have a birthday cake this year that's just picked up for another season. Honestly? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of right. But Melissa, do you want to give everyone a heads up of what we will be talking about on the Pilots Club for the month of October? For October, we are talking about the amazing screw on head. This is a animated pilot based off of a Mike Mignola comic creator of Hellboy uh, animated in that recognizable comic book style. Amazing screw on head is like an Android guy whose head can like screw on and off to different bodies. And this is how he gets into different scenes and, and does different secret agent stuff. I have seen this, but it's been a long time and I don't totally remember what happens, but it's been something I've been wanting to do ever since we conceived of the pilots club. Interesting. Yeah. Well, October will be a perfect month for that because of course it's spooky month, uh, which on the review show all October, it's going to be all spooky month. We're also already covering hell boy for our end of the month specials over on the review show. So lots of Mignola happening this 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 next month here. But speaking of the review show, our most recent episode was on a movie called Sideways from 2005, I believe. Um, All about wine. We we had we had accidental back to back Paul Giamatti uh, Mm. in in uh, Ike's. I got to so we did Shame Timber, what we call Shame Timber, over on the review show. Uh, where we pick different movies that are on our list of shame for one reason or another. 
Uh, and since it was also hip hop's 50th anniversary this year, I picked straight out of Compton, uh, which stars Paul Giamatti, uh, and then Melissa pitched sideways, also starring mm. Paul Giamatti. So it's his uh, year. It is. It is the year of the Giamatti. Um, <laughs> but that was a, an interesting movie for sure. It was all about wine. Uh, these two mm-hmm. guys go spend like a bachelor party weekend up in wine country and chaos ensues and there's lots of metaphors about life and wine in Mm -hmm. that um so go go check that one out we had a blast talking about that uh but then right here on the captain's log uh this past week so technically last week we didn't do an episode we 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 took the week off it was originally postponed uh, and then I got sick. Melissa was sick. So yes. we were just like, we're just going to take the week off. But the week before that, speed beef. Would you eat caffeinated food? I think so. I think it's the next big thing. I, I, have you yet tried to go to a restaurant and order a decaf burger to see what no. they do? <laughs> I'd like a decaf cheeseburger. <laughs> I, I feel like they would bring me a burger and decaf. That's just what they would do. They thought I like mashed it into one, and then and then how about if I like stopped them and like made them watch as I pour the coffee on the burger? Uh, <laughs> and then that's eat criminal. <laughs> oh, coffee burger, no. <laughs> Anyways, that's about it right now for housekeeping. Uh, so yeah (laughs) i want that to speaking of detectives as i found that we often do perhaps this is a sign of aging the older you get year by year you're more into detectives but i want that to be some tv detectives like little quirk that they have you've seen a guy like dunk a donut and a coffee i want a tv detective that dunks everything in a cup of hot coffee. I'm dunking my burger in here. We already have that. It's it's the the uh the observers in fridge. They would just dump every the, like they were hot sauce. They just like give yeah. you everything hot and they'll put the, that that right. but in in the they same crave flavor manner that it's just like I don't care what it is if it's hot, if it's spicy, it's I'm e- eating it in one thing. But uh Man, let's see. As we're getting older, Batman Day happened. <laughs> what 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 did what did you what did you do to celebrate Batman Day, Melissa? This is the second, you- at least the second time you've done this, where you ask me <laughs> after the fact what I have done for Batman Day. You have to start telling me ahead of time it's and then I'll do holiday, something. Melissa. It's not on my calendar. I don't get to take off work for it. You have to tell me next year, next year, you tell me beforehand. And I assure you, I will do something. I'll wear a string of pearls that day. I'll go see the mask of Zorro. (laughs) I, I, I was hoping for some kind of reaction like that. Cause I too did not know that it was Batman day until like the day after. Uh, and was just like, oh, OK, well, I guess yesterday was Batman Day. <laughs> mm. um, 
but yeah I, I i did not do anything to celebrate batman day it's not a holiday i, I imagine you 40 years from now passive aggressively calling your children upset at them you. because because they Listen, didn't call what did you do for batman day this year it's like you it's just just calling a kid because you didn't have the decency to pick up the phone for five minutes and talk to your old man on Batman Day. You know, you should appreciate your parents more because you know who didn't have them. <laughs> uh, speaking of DC Comics, did you happen to see the Aquaman 2 trailer? I did see it. What'd you think? Looks fun. Now, looks like kind of what I was expecting. I don't know. Okay. Did 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 you watch Aquaman one? Have you seen that one? I've I've seen bits of it, but I have not yet okay. seen the yeah, entire seen the thing. thing. Uh, I I missed it somehow when it first came out. I don't know. And I told myself I do want to see this. I'll watch it when it once it is immediately relevant. And we are entering its period of immediate relevancy. So yeah. I will see it in the next like two months or whatever, for sure. Sure. Yeah, I I didn't go see it right away. I caught it on Max one night while I was building a Gundam model. Um, So I like I was paying attention, but also like looking for the right parts and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I thought it was OK. It was better than I expected, but not great either mm -hmm. um i love black manta though that he is like the highlight of this and i think they Fun. knew that because they were like we're gonna like up him to like main villain status in this next one but i have to say i did not really like the the trailer i just i don't know something felt like it was just like all over the place it, 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 I, I, I imagine I, the it, film will will feel as such. I I really probably, had no idea what yeah. to expect or what to compare it to. I was just happy it had a trailer that it was real. It's been this weird like shadow of a movie for so long. Right. I'm regardless of the quality of a finished motion picture. I want every motion picture to cross the finish line and get like actually released and stop being vaporware. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that one. I I just I'll thought, see it. Huh? I'll be there. Strange, strange trailer. What? But Melissa, yeah, you have been getting into some kind of fantasy league draft. Yeah. Tell me all about this. I have been listening to a podcast called This Had Oscar Buzz, where the two hosts look at movies from from the past that people thought in the run up to the Academy Awards were sure to get a nomination, but got zilch. And they go back and they look at these movies like what were the promises of this thing? What happened? Should it have gotten in the Oscar race? What does it look like in the film landscape now? Uh, it's been pretty fun, pretty educational. And uh, at least one of them, I think, writes for Vulture. And mm -hmm. they linked to a Vulture movie fantasy league that they're running, uh, which runs from you have to have your drafts in by the 28th. So it runs from September 28th all the way through the Oscars, 
in early March of next year. You dra- you get a hundred fictional dollars. It costs no actual real money to enter this thing. You have a hundred fictional dollars to draft eight movies of varying prices. Uh, and then for movies that have yet to come out this year, you get a certain amount of points based on their box office performance. You get mm-hmm. points based on the Rotten Tomatoes score. And for all these movies, you get points based based on how it does in awards. Not just like the Oscars and the Golden Globes, but like 15 different really specific uh, voting bodies, like the Los Angeles Film Critics Circle, the New York Film Critics Circle, AARP Movies for Grownups Award. You have points for a nomination, different points for win. Nasty movies for men. (laughs) (laughs) Nasty movies for men for girls. Uh, so yes, I have gotten last week when I took a day off work because I was feeling cruddy before I laid down and took a deep nourishing nap. I sat down here at my computer. I opened up Google Docs, Google Sheets. I made a recreational spreadsheet to track this thing. I've gotten two tabs deep. I have formulas. I, like I'm not going into work today. I've I've different work I have to do, <laughs> and it's this. I've Good. crunched have, so I many. Approve. I've crunched so many numbers. I think this is like this is what other people use video games and card games for. Is I have this now. Yes, absolutely. I've I've been uh, just as, as a side note. I've been playing Starfield a lot recently and you can get lost in so many different systems and side quests and all that stuff they specifically allow you to build outposts where you can mine resources and then you can send your resources to uh, other outposts that you've created on other planets and stuff like that so i've been getting lost in that of like how do i make a functioning economy where i can just have all the resources sent to one location and use those to make me money how do i do that So that sounds a lot like what you're up to over here. Okay, spreadsheets. How do I win this fantasy draft here? (laughs) I I certainly don't expect myself to win. Uh, This goes all the way through like little like film festival movies. Like I don't know very much. I'm not at the Toronto International Film Festival. I don't know what documentaries have got buzz about them going into this awards season. I'm just listening to a lot of podcasts and reading a lot of articles and doing the best I can. Uh, I my hope is to maybe do the best out of my little mini league among friends, not sure. to introduce competition, but I I am taking this very seriously now. My dad once entered a chili cook off at his office. He got second place. And he was so determined to get first place that he bought his own meat grinder to grind the meat for chili to his exact specifications. And every weekend for like two months leading up to this cook off, he like made a pot of chili and my brother and I had to eat it and give him feedback. So like that blood runs through my veins and I use it on this now. That is such a dad move. I'm just like, I'm going to buy a meat grinder and make the ultimate bowl of chili. 
He still has it. I don't remember the last time That's he ground awesome, a meat. I'm going to have to check in with him. You didn't you doing any meat grinding lately. <laughs> did you get a return on your investment? And I think he did win the chili cook-off, but that's like what? Like a $30 gift card? I don't know what he got out of it. <laughs> he got a meat grinder out of it. Yeah. Too. <laughs> he got the allowance to buy himself a meat grinder. Yeah. Uh, but I also, ex- I know you were not this same type of movies nerd as I am, but I extended the invitation to you if you would like to to draft a team. I'd like to see you pick <laughs> pick draftees at random based on what you think the name of it means. Yeah. Based on what actor I would cast based off the title. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me what you think the movie Saltburn is about. <laughs> I've actually seen one trailer for that one. <laughs> I also got a trailer for that in front of a haunting in Venice. That was particularly yeah. exciting. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what Saltburn is. Um, but yeah, that's that's neat. I, like I I I don't think I will jo- join at least this year, this time around. Uh, but that is w- when we did our video game podcast crossplay. We did something very similar to that. We did a v- video game fantasy giraffe. Um, and yeah, we, we each represented a fictional publisher and we had to uh. pick what games we would publish. Uh, and then, yeah, based on their score, according to, I think, OpenCritic.com, um, we would get certain points. Uh, but it would, like the points you got was like if like it, any score above 60 uh, gets you at least one point, but if it's above 80, you mm. get two, and if it's above 90, yes. you get three. Um, That's kind of how this goes. Yeah, and then they also had, like, this thing where you could make a counter pick to someone, so if if I if if I picked Salt Baron on my list, because maybe I like the director or something like that, uh, you could and and I thought that that movie was go, going to do good. You could bet against it and and be like, hey, my counter pick is salt burn. I think that one's <laughs> going to do bad. And if if it, it's it was kind of like the opposite of like if it gets above a 60, the, the regular person gets points. But if it does not get above above that or something like that then you get the points in, instead um so that stuff was neat um but that's fun though i i listen to another podcast that does a summer box office wager where mm-hmm. in like april or may of every year they make a list of every movie that comes out between like um i think i think it's like may to uh Labor Day is what they call summer box office. Like this year, I think the season started with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and ended with Gran Turismo. Whatever came out right at the end of summer. Uh, And they had to rank. They just placed them like one through ten how they thought the summer box office was going to go. Uh, And then at the end of the summer, realized everybody underestimated Barbie and nobody even got close. Wow. So there's a lot of different a lot of different ways to gamify movies oh, i'm not sure. going to get into any real literal games 
<laughs> every year I'm committed to learning like 1% more about football than I knew before, but I'm never going to get into it. Instead, I'm going to take football style sub meta games and apply them to this stuff. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, we, we have our, our Rotten Tomatoes movie game. We could even Very almost fun. do something like that where we have to make a pick of three movies and see like at the end of the year who like it when you add up the scores for those three movies who between you and me had Mm. the higher score of of that of that that one um draft a fantasy team right um but those those uh, episodes do usually take us quite a bit to go through all the stuff from the year before and then do the ones from the upcoming year and then do our like bets like i bet there's gonna be a new james bond song by this artist right uh (sighs) that would be nice bets and 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 stuff like that but yeah there's there's all sorts of things that even we could somehow incorporate into our rotten tomatoes movie predictions games we could even do something like uh, like b- b- betting on which of these movies has the most number of reviews <laughs> on on them. Like this mm-hmm. one got reviewed like 37 times. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking of fun things we could we, do. You we, know? Can, we can gamify this in some way. Yeah. Which movie do you think is going to get the next like gentle minions or Barbie core type uh, theatrical dress up meme? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm looking back at our Rotten Tomatoes predictions we made for this year of movies uh, and mine just say great mustache and (laughs) cabin is important. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Rachel is in the chat and says best dino movie, which movie is going to have the, 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 the best dinosaurs in, in them. Oh man. Was that best Di- Adam driver one 65 or something like that? Probably that one. <laughs> Probably. I don't know if there's a movie. Well, I, in like the Transformers Beast Wars, I don't know if any of them are dinosaurs. I don't know if they are purely beasts, like lions and stuff. I don't know if there's a dinosaur in there. I mean, it uh, would be like uh, it, it. It would be like because I think they're aliens, technically, right? I don't like want to. They're sentient no. ro- robot. Like that's what we because we did read that one Transformers we, comic way back that's, in the day. Th- uh, that's kind of as much as I want to know about Transformers. I no offense <laughs> to Transformers. I really admire what it means to people, but like I have to not know something about something. So I've got room in my brain to min max my Oscar predictions. <laughs> And that includes not knowing where Transformers are from. Until Transformers has that that like sneaky that, that like sneaky hit that all of a sudden like uh is, is an Oscar winning movie. <laughs> Optimus Prime is there in a little bow tie at the ceremony presenting an award. 
and the best robot goes to <laughs> best robot. I do. We should give out more awards like that. Best robot, best mustache, most hats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, cool. I don't know if I have much else to talk about this week. I, like I watched I watched another wild movie I wanted to tell you about. OK. Tell me, about have it, you then. ever heard of the alien horror movie Fire in the Sky? No, I have not. I had heard rumblings that this movie was secretly very scary. One of the scariest in the alien subgenre of horror movies, alien abduction horror movies. This isn't like sure, it's that you know, Ridley and then signs, and then that's it. right. Yeah, I mean, it isn't like the <laughs> xenomorph alien sort of a horror movie, you know. Uh, and I'd been wanting to see it, and finally it landed on Max. Like, good, I don't have to pay to rent this thing. Yeah. Uh, the movie is from 1993, and it mm-hmm. is based off of a true story. Uh, so it takes place Love back it. in like the late 70s, I think, or early 80s. And it's about these guys who are on like a logging crew in like northern Arizona somewhere. And one of them, they see like a mysterious red light, like a fire in the sky. And one of them gets out of the truck and goes to look at it. And then like a light shoots out of the ship or whatever it is and he falls over to the ground and they think he's dead and they're all freaking out and they drive away and when they try and drive back to go get him he's gone mm-hmm. what what really surprised me i thought this was an alien abduction horror movie and it kind of is but most of the movie is just this small town interpersonal drama where everybody in the town is like you guys told us this wild story and we go back to this forest the next morning and your buddy is nowhere to be found. Like there's no way he got abducted by aliens. Like you guys killed him, right? Or he died in some accident and you guys are just trying to cover it up. So it's about the search for that guy, the paranoia in the town, like everybody just looking at these remaining loggers, like, you guys had something to do with this. We don't know why you're lying and making up this alien story. And they're like, we're telling you the truth. This is what really happened to him. Yeah. So it's just about, about their social standing and their little community just falling apart. (laughs) That's really it. It's a small town drama fire in the sky is, but then the guy who was abducted shows back up again he just shows shows up naked at like a, a, a truck stop some miles away. And they like one does. They bring him back into town. They get him looked at. They try and get him like, all right, well, you're out of the hospital. They said everything was fine. Let's let's go back home. Like everybody's coming over for a, a party. They were so excited to see you. You were gone for a couple of days. And this guy's sort of like real checked out and glassy and like not super present. And he's like, I don't know what happened to me. I don't remember. I don't remember. I just feel weird. And like something at the party triggers him to remember what his abduction experience is like. And this, the movie goes into this 20 minute, like alien abduction flashback sequence. And I think this is what everybody's been talking about is this sequence, which is so unnerving and eerie. This (laughs) finally I got here 
Like I spent the whole movie being not really underwhelmed, but just like, oh, oh, this movie isn't really what I thought Different it was. I thought, thought it was yeah. something else until I get to this final set piece, which is like incredible alien designs. I, I think I remembered them vaguely. Like I saw them in that industrial light and magic documentary series on Disney mm. Plus and had no idea what it was until I saw this movie. Gotcha. It's it makes me want to make a list of movies that are mostly normal, except for one part, because this might be the king of those. There's other movies that are continuously weird and have hot peaks and valleys of the weirdness or movies that suddenly take a turn and become something else. But this is like small town social drama, alien nightmare, small town social drama, (laughs) just sandwiched there at like a hundred minutes in. You get this thing. I I really recommend that you check this out. It's a a wild ride of an experience getting to just the viscousness, like the the texture, the sensory environment that is this alien ship that the guy wakes up in, where he's in some sort of like a a a, f- a flesh shelf, and he has to crawl out of the flesh shelf, and then the gravity's not working, and he's like flying around. And then the aliens uh. grab him and just drag him, and they've collected like all of this detritus from earth from all their visits over the year i guess and everything's so dusty i've never seen a spaceship full of dust before like there's stuff in this that even if this movie is 30 years old i'm like i've never seen any of this before there's their movies since have not reached the level of fire in the sky even just based off the your quick descriptions here like in my mind i'm even still picturing the like he giger i think that's his name right the one who did the like uh, a- alien hey, alien really giger design right yeah um but he like he has such a like visceral look and feel to the way he designs like alien and a- alien civilizations it's often very phallic and like covered in mucus and goo and stuff like that like that's the like gross kind of alien that i think about but dusty is not the like the word that i think of like the ship is so textural there are like gross slushy parts and there's also like a dusty hallway and the aliens are more like they're not like the traditional gray but they're not that far off from it they're nowhere Mm -hmm. near gigarian i got you i I just wanted to highlight to you this real unusual case in sci-fi film history (laughs) good stuff well thank you thank you for Mm -hmm. the recommendation yeah absolutely it is starting to be spooky hazen so right what are you gonna watch those those stuff i don't know um we have a tradition of watching over the garden wall every oh that's nice uh which is a favorite of mine that one is fantastic if you haven't seen Mm -hmm. it what are you doing with your life go watch over the garden wall um but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, obviously, we're starting Horror Month over on the review show as well. We're going to get into some stuff with that. I don't know. There's been one show on my mind that 
I've been curious about just because of it's like, wait, how does that already on like season four? And I didn't even like I b- barely even know this exists. It's that show e- e- Evil, I think on Paramount. Oh, Plus. yeah. It's already on like <laughs> season four or five. And it is like a wow. like, like some kind of like horror show. I, I no Michael Emerson. Anything. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think so. Um, the guy that played Luke Cage is in it too. Ah. Um, but yeah, I just I, I don't really know anything about it or what's it about, except it's supposed to be a horror show. I don't know. But that's just well, one of those things where it's like Paramount Plus doesn't really have that much content unless you like Star Trek. Um, mm-hmm. And beyond that, it's like they don't don't have much. So then, boom, here's this. And it's you, four you, seasons. Just like, whoa. You find some surprising movies on there. Oh, I think sure, yeah. If you go to their movie section, I do remember there being a good amount of horror in there. They had a decent like horror horror category. Yeah. Hulu's also good for having a lot of horror uh, they, movies on it. They have the partnership with B- Bloomhouse or uh, s- yeah. something. But even like beyond that, that so. I last year I went wandering deep into the bowels of Hulu's Huluween section and I found a movie called Super Dark Times. Okay. Super Dark Times. Check it out. Check it out, please. Okay, just, just I'll tell on, you the, on like you should only know the title. No, you can, that, you can know it. you can know more. You can know more. It is about these teen boys in the nineties in like a small town, like northern Minnesota or something, uh, and it's teen boys getting up to like just teen boy nonsense, and then there's like a terrible accident. And then they have to learn to deal with that. And it's about like what the accident is and how they deal with it. Okay. And the movie's Interesting. gorgeous. This thing is shot so beautifully. It's such an eerie, dreamy time. That's cool. I'll have to l- it's just, look it up and see. Yeah. I, I, I do like digging around and finding a movie I've never heard of. And I can take a chance on knowing zero things about it. That's how I got to my beloved vivarium the first time. Sometimes right. that really pays off blindly clicking on something in the depths of a screen a streaming service. Sometimes it's or screaming service do. as the case yeah. might be. <laughs> ah, I think the, the only other thing I, I don't know if I'll get to it this kind of spooky season or not but uh going back to twin peaks i i love that yeah. show a lot but i've never seen that more like recent revival revi- mm. revival season uh which i've heard great things about um but i i i don't i just i don't know if i'll get there or not who knows we'll see you know me i am not a scary movie person <laughs> man i'm i'm all the scary like i I, <laughs> I can do certain scary things especially if, if it's mm-hmm. like it's a crime show with like some scary like horror twists on, mm-hmm. on and stuff it's like all right cool great it's a sci-fi story with some horror stuff mixed in it's like all right cool sweet but if it's like straight up, this is a horror movie. I'm like, is there is there nothing else mixed in? 
Can I, can I latch on to something else, please? <laughs> what will be solved by the end of the horror movie? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I. But yeah. I think you you might like the Scream movies because unlike other major horror franchises like Freddy Krueger's Freddy Krueger, you know, Michael Myers is Michael Myers. There's a different ghost face in every Scream movie. Mm -hmm. Every movie is its own mystery for who is the killer this time. And they're all in one continuity together and they all build on each other. So and they're all pretty consistent in quality. Because of the meta nature of the story being about horror movies and being self-aware of horror movies, like the sequel is really about being a sequel. The third movie is sure. really about being the third movie in a trilogy. Then the fourth movie is really about being a reboot. Like each of them are really distinct from each other and really take the opportunity to do things that the other movies in the series couldn't do. The 28th one is about being in competition with Land Before Time. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) I want there to be that many screams, please. (laughs) Screams are very fun. (laughs) Yeah, that that sounds more up my alley for sure. Mm. So Uh, speaking of uh, the last two scream movies were directed by the team that directed Ready or Not. Okay, Remember when yep, we watched yep, that yep. on the review mm-hmm. show with the board game family? And the next Scream movie is supposed to be directed by the person who did Happy Death Day. And yeah, Happy Death Day those to ones you. I loved. I loved right. those ones. I still hope you're going to get some. Hard one. Well, he's making Scream 7 instead, but I think Scream's going to have a, some of the same flavor you were looking for in a Happy Death Day. Okay. Interesting. 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 With that, I say we wrap things up right there for this week's podcast. Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? I do still have accounts at the sites having been known as Twitter and Instagram, both under Wilkywit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And I have another podcast hasn't been updated in a while, but you can still listen to Saturday Morning Obscurities. There you go. Um, if you guys want to follow me, I am at Yo Kyle Springer on most of the social media places. If you want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the Whatnots, we are at the Whatnots on most of the social media places. Uh, if we're not at the Whatnots, we are at the Whatnots official. If you're watching this on YouTube, we have plenty more videos right over there for you to ch- check out. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. Uh, and yeah, this has been the palindromatic episode 252 Ooh. of the Whatnots Captain's Log. We will see.